0: Mr. Millionaire and his wife met me at the airport. As they approached, I wondered whether to shake their hands, as we do in Kenya, or hug them like students did at USIU campus. Hakuna Matata. No problem. The take-charge benefactor approached, his broad smile fixed on me. Hello there! He relieved me of my luggage, and with a wave of his right hand presented his wife, who stretched her wrinkled, skinny hand while she maintained eye contact. I shook her soft hand and said how nice it was to meet her. She wore a dress with tiny prints halfway down to her shins, with a sweater draped over her shoulders. Short, five-foot-two tops. Petite, fragile, with blonde or gray hair. I could not tell the difference. She looked ordinary, without the rich-look image I had conjured in my mind. Before we left the airport, and later at their residence, I caught her, sneak glances at me. Perhaps her husband had oversold me and the woman expected an executive woman. I never applied makeup in Nairobi or San Diego. That must have made me look too plain to American eyes. Well, I wore the best clothes I owned, a pair of blue jeans, popular on campus if paired with a T-shirt, and a turquoise green top I bought at Kmart. When we reached the parking lot, Mr. Millionaire opened their luxurious car's front passenger door. After his wife settled in, he opened the back door and shut it after I entered. I sat almost at the edge of the back seat with the door as support and placed my purse on my left side. It made me feel snug and secure. Nobody seemed to appreciate seat belts in those days, my hosts included. As soon as he eased the quiet car from the airport, Mr. Millionaire described everything noteworthy along our route. My mind overlooked sightseeing. It focused on how I would last for six weeks in the couple's household. I recalled how much I had enjoyed his company back in Nairobi, but in Boca Raton, uneasiness unsettled me. I had never entered a white person's house before. Do they live a regular life, as we do in Kenya? Will they give me a lockable bedroom so I can feel secure at night? How do they cook their food? The millionaires lived in an upstairs condominium, the Atlantic Ocean with its sprawling beaches as their backyard. He placed my luggage on the side of the foyer, close to the front door. "'Welcome to our home,' he said. "'Let me give you a tour.' We reached the first bedroom, on our right. It had a bachelor pad look, assortment of sports caps hung on a jacket stand. Menswear and suits hung in the closet like a store display. The back bedroom looked bigger, with a walk-in closet full of colorful women's clothing. I must have reacted— "'People don't have to sleep in the same bedroom when they get old,' he said, as if talking to himself. With separate bedrooms, and at sixty-nine, perhaps he was too old to need any. Good thing he had the ocean waves to sing him lullabies. He described the condominium's conveniences, which included a gym, a social club, and a community room for entertaining guests. "'At the balcony we savoured the ocean views, captivating in the waning daylight.' I almost believed the excited ocean waves signaled my welcome. From the looks of the vehicle we rode in and the other one I saw in their underground parking, plus the almost-too-beautiful-to-sit-on-furniture, Mr. Millionaire had not exaggerated his financial status. His wife called us for a drink, interrupting her husband's pleased look when he watched me intoxicated by the views and the waves. We sat at the dining table between the living room and the kitchen, She handed us glasses of a tasty juice drink which had a trace of mango flavor. Mr. Millionaire drank like one late for an appointment. When he finished, he softly slapped his palm on the table and said, We should get going, before it gets dark. He rose to his feet. Are we going somewhere else? I asked. Yes, where you'll be staying. I hurried to finish my drink. Maybe they have another residence, I thought. He did not explain. His wife said, I hope your stay here will be pleasant. You will like Boca Raton. She did not join us. Mr. Millionaire dragged my luggage back the way we had come, through the elevator down to the underground parking. I followed behind. In minutes, we were back on Boca Raton streets. Not staying in that condominium allayed my fears and discomfort, but I wondered where he was taking me. Except the millionaires, no one in the world knew my whereabouts. Mr. Savior in San Diego only knew I went to Florida... But what could be worse? I had come all the way from Kenya, thousands of miles away.